podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's finished. Spurs 2, Everton 1. I'll tell you what. Everton give everything. Everton give everything since 2 0 down. Everton give everything he had. Andre Gomez played like he wanted the future at this football club. He was, he was outstanding. And I don't know if you can hear it. But the reception from the away end here is credit to the credit to the players who gave everything second half. And you know what? We could have done it. Could have done it. Could have done it if Dan Juma finished at the end there. He had a chance. Just hit it over. If he hits the target, it's a goal. But listen, Everton are a lot better team than they were last year. Coming away from home against a team like Spurs and doing that. These are me, up here by the way, to beat Everton. Anyway, up the Toffees, it finished Spurs 2, Everton 1, but a great second half performance by the Toffees and a great reception from the away end. It is the Blue Room, it is your instant match reaction for Tottenham 2, Everton 1. Somehow, someway, the Toffees have lost that football match. Joining me. Dave Downey and Pete McFarlane. Dave, I mean, where do you even start with that? It's it's so difficult to pick the bones out of because yeah. genuinely, at one point I thought we're going to lose five million, and then we're sat here now thinking we've absolutely dominated one of the best teams in the league at their place for about eighty minutes of that football match, and and should have come away with something. But it, it's heartbreaking. But I'm, I'm I'm proud of the lads. I'm proud of the manager for the way in which they, they fought back there because they could have easily gone under, couldn't they? Yeah, they could have. And, um, you know, I think it epitomised what we've been saying about Sean Dice for quite some time, certainly in the four-game win on the trot in the Premier League. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> after 10 minutes, after conceding a couple of silly goals, um, you know, the, the second one in particular piss me off because you've got like well pretty much 10 lads throwing themselves at the ball and a little bit of luck and it goes in and then when it went 2-0 um just like just before we started I thought this is going to be a, they're going to be rampant all 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 afternoon um as spares and then um I'm not I'm not too sure thinking back quickly what what changed almost immediately for us to but Do you know what it was Dave it was what? Gomez coming on Oh like, yeah that, yeah sorry that, yeah that, I mean that completely that, changed the game in our favor I've uh, I don't I don't think any of us certainly this season or forever at our football club will be talking about how good he is when he actually turns up as a player. Um, I, I did I think that one of the um, commentators said it's two years since he scored a goal at Everton. Um, it's pretty much nearly two years since he played. I think something like that, and it was a brave decision from Dice to put him on. But my word, when he came on, he absolutely ripped that game apart himself. He controlled it. He looked really quick as well. It didn't even look like the same player that we had that we were all kicking off about in eighteen months ago. Um, and and like you say, there he 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 dealt with everything that we had in the midfield, created chances. I think when it goes out to Michalenko as well, um, he he was he was really good again with himself. Um, on that side, Harrison too. There's nobody out of that eleven, Mad, and we've just lost the game two one that you can particularly say was poor today. And that that's that's remarkable. I don't, I can't think. Maybe I'm going a little bit too far because we're what ten minutes after the game. But I can't think of a match where certainly Evan at least have played that well and not come away with at least a point from a match. And I tell you what, Spurs. I'm, I'm going to listen to one of their podcasts because we know a couple of people who do them down there. I'd be really really interested to hear what they say about that. 
Yeah, Pete, how, how do you feel after that, mate? I'm, it's very weird combination, isn't it? Absolutely devastated and, and, and quite proud. Yeah, I think the fact that we are so devastated um, with a, a narrow 2-1 defeat away at Spurs, I think that kind of sums it up. Uh, you know, I, I I think that the players show incredible inc- incredible character, inc- incredible perseverance. Um, that I thought that we dominated such large parts of that game, and that's not something that we can often say when we go to one of these so-called big sides away from home. Um, I thought that the, the performance to a man was absolutely superb. Um, like Dave said, it was disappointing, certainly the second goal in particular. Uh, it was di- so, so disappointing to go two goals down so sort of early on in the game, but we were absolutely superb. Uh, I certainly don't think that it's a, a you know, it, it's certainly not a, not the time for us to start losing our heads. I know a few results uh, from today sort of went against us in theory, but I'll be honest, after that performance today and, and given the performances that we've been putting in, for the past, you know, six or seven weeks minimum. In fact, probably most of the season. I don't think I'm I'm worried about how we're going to end this season. I think uh, I think we should be looking up and not down. And as I say, the, the quality in our side shone through today, and it was just so unfortunate that we couldn't take. Yeah, like I, I know you, Dave, were worried about these two games in particular, and yeah, you know, the, the toll it would have on us. But it's one of them, isn't it? Like like Pete was saying there, as much as. It's weird to say, like, you know, we've, we've lost and you know, we have results go for us today, but it's not one of them. You'd imagine that they'd be going into Finch Farm tomorrow or on Boxing Day for that City game and everyone's feeling sorry for themselves. Everyone's, like, devastated by by the results. It's, you know, when when Spurs go 2-0 up, I'm thinking back to Lampard's first season where we conceded too early there and go under 5-0 and it's an absolute yeah. rout. Um You'd imagine the manager will be drilling in throughout that game. You know, sorry, throughout the, the days afterwards about that game that there was, you know, ninety percent, eighty percent of that football match was really, really good. It was, and and you you can't fault any of them there. And you, you're right when they go into training, um, coming up to this crucial game just after Christmas against City at home. I mean, there's the. <laughs> It, it's really interesting to say this, and I think it's it's it'll sound strange to people who haven't watched that match, which I know we have plenty of people don't watch it, plenty of people of other, other fans. I think that's the best we played all season. That um, everything we did, there was no route one. I, the only the only criticism I'd have, I think Beto should have gone on earlier, and I think he probably should have gone for Dom because I thought Dom was anonymous for most of that game. Um, and and you know people will say that well that's because of the delivery and things like that but you know the, the irony with that is we played so well with the ball on the floor um, in the entirety through the midfield putting the ball out left and right it wasn't a conventional performance that we've seen win games this season and that's what was particularly surprising for me um, we, we were happy to to play through their midfield when particularly when Gomez came on we looked like a different side. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not too sure that's one the Dice will have played for too much, him, him coming on at all, really. But when you have him, in, you, you completely re see his quality. And without a shadow of a doubt, naming it early, he was the man of the match for us. Um, Onana as well, I thought he, he stood back up for everything that we banged on about this week for what happened against Fulham. Um, even the, the one side of it, I think that they tried to. They tried to manipulate for us was was Patterson. I think he struggled for a lot of the game. I think they were trying to get at him a lot. Um, but yeah, did the, 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 the sorry to jump in there. Like I actually yeah. thought he was 
good today, Patterson. Like it, it felt like it took Mikalenko like twenty minutes to get into the game. Like, it, mm-hmm. like early on, I was thinking he's not fit there, but he he kind of grew into it. But he, he just looked a little bit rusty. And like I think that first goal comes down that channel, doesn't he? Where him and Bramfway have been so good together, like the last few weeks. It, like it, it looked like. You know, it looked like a player in Brownfield who played at left back and missed a game, and it looked like a player in Mikalenko who'd been out for a couple of games, just not quite having that that chemistry again. And I guess yeah. the game went on; they, they, they found it again, didn't they? Well, you've also got to respect who they're playing against there as well. Yeah. I'm not talking about like a, that, that, that first goal. It's it, it, it's a good move, isn't it? It's a really good slick yeah. pass move, and we just get carved open a bit. The second <laughs> one is sloppy and shite from our yeah. point of view, but the first goal is is really good for that for their point that, of view. That first one, I was fuming at um, Tarkovsky to be honest with you, because Richardson steps in front of him to get that touch to puts it in on the near post. Can't blame um, Pickford that easy because because it goes past him because it's too close. It's inside the six yard box. He's not going to get a chance to get down and save that. But yeah, when I when I re looked at it, I think Tarkovsky should be in front of him there, or at least get a challenge in where he he stops him from scoring. Um, and and then lo and behold, that goes in, and 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 again, like we have a couple of times, like we said, there you're looking at it thinking, yeah, I'll be turning this off in about half an hour. It's, it could be game over. And I'm checking the score at full time. But just going back to what we we're saying there about the fullback areas, you, you look at the well, the, the four that are up there for them. You got you've got Son up against Patterson, and he 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 really likes switching sides of the pitch. You've got Brendan Johnson as well, who they seem to really like. And I'm not too sure he's throwing himself all over the place in that game. He was pissing me off quite a lot. And then Kulisevsky, he's one of my favourite players in the Premier League. I think he's outstanding. To keep him quiet is is a real plus to those those lads should be praised for how they played in that match, really. Because like I say, to go 2-0 down after, what, 20 minutes and then grow into a game I haven't seen that level of confidence from us to be able to do that. Because like we said there, the cliche is you're probably going to get battered there. You think the same as when we go away down in London. It's it's often that case where you get past Everton once, then that's the key to the game, probably over. The way in which they went back, the attitude of all of them as well should be praised. Um, and it will be praised, I think. And, you know, we've we banged them, well, I have anyway, banged them most about the three fixtures we've had Um over the festive period, that's the first one done. We should have already at least taken a point from that. And yeah, I mean, it makes it. I mean, I don't know what you think about this. Looking at that city game on the twenty seventh, there, that that galvanised what you think we can go and do there, or would you? Because and the reason why I ask you that question is, I think the obvious answer is yes, of course. But when you play that way and your confidence grows, you're going into play a side who's better than Tottenham, if you get what I mean. So I'm not too sure how I feel about that going forward. But if Everton can play like that, particularly away from home, we'll we'll be, well, I'd say comfortable oh, yeah. anyway. You think we're comfortable anyway. But, you know, we'll win more games away from home, much more, much more games away from home if we go there and play like that on a counter-attack as well. Yeah, like a hundred percent, and it's like it's like it's one of them where like as much as we've like we've won recently and kept clean sheets, it was like how do you respond to that setback early on? Because yeah. if you're playing against a good team with like excellent forward players, like sometimes you can find yourself two 0 down without doing loads wrong. And like Everton teams in the past have like totally sunk there and rolled over and not really given any kind of response and battled back, but but we managed to. Where Peter, think you're back with us now, aren't you? I am. Yeah. There we go. Sorry about that. No, it's, it's absolutely fine, mate. Um, we've got you now. Um, just just in regards to the star of the show, really, uh, Andre Gomez. Um, well, we brought this out a little bit, looking ahead. I mean, when he came on, I, I sort of thought, like, well, Dice thinks this game's gone as well because he's given Andre a um a seventy five minute run out. Wants to have a look at him, wants to see what he can do. But 
But my word, um, just a bit of a, of a reminder of what a, what a class footballer he can be when he's at his best. We've obviously not seen it in Evertonshire for I think the last time he played for us was in that 3-2 win over Palace where he got dragged off at half-time after stinking the gaff out of Goodison in the first half. But um, he, he looked absolutely incredible, didn't he? <laughs> it was like the Andre Gomez that we'd first signed. Well, that's it. And I think people tend to forget just how good a footballer is in there. I think I think Gomez, obviously... When he when he got his injury, um, ironically against Tottenham, when when Son hacked him down, and he ended up breaking his leg, um, I don't think Gomez ever really fully recovered from that. But I know that I certainly know that when he went over to play in France, I know I know people refer to it as a bit of a farmers league, but I know that he was getting rave reviews over there, and he seemed like he was getting a lot, you know a bit of form back. He's been unlucky again with injuries uh, just before the start of the season, but I. <laughs> I'm of the opinion that there is a good player in there. It's just, it's just trying to find him and fit him in the system correctly. And I think today, his passing range, the fact that he's that you know he, he can he can spread the ball with either foot. Um, he's got high energy. He's really unlucky as well not to get an assist today. Um, when when the Tottenham player throws himself down like he's oh, we'll, we'll talk about that, mate. Don't worry, I'm saving that. Yeah, for him. yeah. But he's um, but I think I think I'd say Andre Gomez. He's, he, there is a player in there. Um, again. It's just trying to find him in the right system. You're right, though. I mean, I do remember that Crystal Palace game, and he was like a rabbit in the headlights. He looked like he looked mentally gone by half time. His his head had completely, completely gone. Um, so there is always that sort of potential frailty there. But I just think overall, I mean, people might like might hit back at me for this for you know after after one good game, but. I do genuinely think that there is a classy footballer in there. It's just trying to get the best out of him. And today, thankfully, um, you know we've seen a glimpse of that, and I just hope that he can he can keep that form up. Obviously, we can't really rely on him too much because he's out of contract at the end of the season. You'd have to have a really really strong run of form now for us to justify giving him any kind of extension. But certainly, when you see a player come off the bench who hasn't played in so long, when he, when they come on and make that kind of impact. Um, it, it's a huge, huge positive for us, and certainly all of a sudden, that you know, it's it's another name to add um, in the squad who can actually come on and do a job. Hmm. I suppose the other thing as well, like we've got Idrissa Gay going to Afcon, haven't we? In a in a few weeks, so having another central midfielder there is is ideal. But like, I, I don't think he's going to play every week, Dave. I don't think he's going to necessarily play in like a midfield too. But hmm. it sort of feels like if, if you use him right, and you say you know, be advanced and get involved in the attacking side of the game and get on the ball in the final third. You know, start the odd game, come off the bench for half an hour every now and then. Like, he's got the ability, hasn't he, to, to make an impact and give us something different in that midfield. There's no, whatever you think of him, there's absolutely no denying that. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I feel, I think many people as well, you, you two keep your feet on the ground there, but it, it's easy to exaggerate on a player that's like him. Um, I think, I think, what he said there was was perfect in in terms of he became so frustrating, didn't he? I mean, we all raved about him when he first came to us, and probably too much then, to be fair. Um, obviously, he looks like a perfect midfield footballer as well, doesn't he? He's a uh, he's a good looking fellow who strolls around with the football in the midfield. Very easy to like that, and um, perhaps that's what I'm I'm getting a little bit too carried away with here. But um, yeah, I mean, what you've mentioned there about Adrissa, I, I haven't even thought about that. Um, in in the last couple of weeks when he goes through, but yeah, I think you're right. I think you, you don't automatically start going too far, saying, "Oh, look at him, he's come back. He's the he's the original midfielder we got. He's got a bit more experience. He's been off somewhere else. He's fully fit again." Which clearly Dice wouldn't be putting him on if he wasn't cl- clearly fit either. 
So, yeah, I mean, it'll be really interesting how we see this now, particularly with how quick these games coming along. Um, because it, to me, he looked like, and again, this is just in a bit of a nutshell, seeing him for what, 80 minutes, 70 minutes, whatever it was. Um, there was there was a different attitude, the way in which he played. I, I can't remember when he was so dominant on the ball. He, he, you know, so many times, um, Postacoglu's clearly got that front four I was mentioning to push on as soon as they can, to press as soon as they can. He was happy to receive the ball in our own half and just lay it off to somebody, and it looked really, really comfortable. Now, they're not going to be the kind of games we've got getting every week, but I completely agree with you. I think, you know, you don't look at that and say, right, Drissa Gay's gone. You start him in straight away. I think it's a little bit more complex than that. Um, At the same time as well, on the other side of that, it's Onana too. Um. Like I said, he wasn't near as good as Gomez, but there was a there was a little bit more of consistency, and and he found himself back to how he was. Um, I thought there was a little bit of he wasn't fully all himself. He wasn't fully putting not I wouldn't say full effort in, but he he see he didn't seem to step forward as he has done in other games. Maybe that's because we were playing, but it wasn't the dominant physical process that we normally see from him there. Um, but then you know that that had me thinking about you know that's your midfield your midfield too is Gomez Onana and Garner. I mean that's something you look at with 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 real optimism there. I think without going again without getting too carried away of Gomez. But if you think that's your alternative there, you've got Decore coming in, which we badly missed. I thought for the first half, not being able to get up and near Dom. Um, you know you all of a sudden you've got a selection there. You've got you've got a squad to choose from. I mean, when he's, but I'm not too. You, you'll have heard better than me, Matt. How long to call is out for? I mean, I, I think I think he'll probably be. i will be surprised if he played against City based on what the manager. Just a couple of weeks, then basically, yeah. Yeah, you'd suggest. I mean, then then you've got him in there. Um, the the one mystery that I want to talk about, probably not too much, really, considering everything else that went on was Dan Juma. Um, he it, yeah. it was the it was the best game I've seen him have for Everton, but it was. Like it, it had me like <laughs> he was still like the mic. so annoying, wasn't he? Like it still did me. I didn't the entire time. <laughs> I was like, gonna say, mate, he's got what's left of my hair pulling it out. Yeah. Honestly, he was just and and the, that bit of skill that when he first came yeah. on on the left hand side was outrageous. You look at that and you think, how are you not that good? But then his, his choice of what he does when he's got the ball free. I mean, if he squares that, then it's the crossbar. It might well have been given offside anyway, but Beto's got to tap in there. Um, I think that's an issue of why he's probably ended up at us. Um, back to your old saying, there's a reason players end up at Everton. Um, like, he I, 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 he's one of them. Like, he's just he's quite selfish, isn't he, as a player? Like, he definitely he, was then. Well, as, maybe, as... maybe selfish is harsh, like, but he's very one... I think he's very similar to Damari Gray in the sense that when you get the ball, like unless you're like in acres of space, yeah, in an obvious position, you're not going to get it because he doesn't really ever get his head up, does he? It's like, right, I've got it. How can I have a shot? Yeah, or how can I score? Like that, that, that feels like his game. But I mean, listen, in, in another, it's one of them, isn't it? Like this week, we've had a Drissigage penalty at the post and bounce out, <laughs> and we've had Dan Juma's shot bounce off the bar and hit the goalkeeper's knee, and it's half a like half a centimeter out from going over the lines, mm. like. You know, in another in another universe, you could be sat here going, "Wow, what an impact he made!" He came on, you know, tore their right back to bits and and scored an equaliser for us. But I mean, what? By the way, did you... You, did you not notice that Gomez's goal was almost identical to what uh, Dom Dom's goal was? This this allowed. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm saving that for the end day because I want to kick off. Oh, a bit sorry. Of the officials. <laughs> um, but Pete, what, what do you think about Dan Juma, Pete? Because I think it's it's fair to say 
I think Harrison struggled against today. He had that one lovely little pass into James Garner, which he had the, the post from. But I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't really get Jack Harrison at the moment, and yeah, I feel like he's not quite at it. And you know, Dan Juma's come on against Fulham. I thought he did quite well. I think he did quite well today. He's one of them you look at. I think maybe it's maybe it's time now for a bit of a change out wide or not. I, I'm I'm of the opinion of sticking with Jack Harrison. I'll be honest with you. I, I think the Harrison offers so much so much more in terms of work rate in terms of in terms of just putting putting teams on the back foot and also being able to pick out a pass which Dan Juma seems to be totally incapable of doing. Um I think Dan Juma did well today, but I think you summed it up perfectly there where I thought he did he was great in part, but he was still so so frustrating. Um he's had two or three opportunities there where he's held he's either held onto the ball to too long and lost it, or he's he's made the wrong decision. Um, you know he's been selfish, and sometimes you, as a forward, you do want your forwards to be selfish sometimes. But in certain positions, there's the other one where he flashed it across with his left foot, and the keeper does pull off a, a good save. Again, I think if he if he has more composure, he, he's a, he's he should be able to pick out a pass. The one where he hits the bar again, he's really unfortunate it's the way it bounces down. I'd like to see how that stayed. Off the line, to be honest with you, the angle I've seen from, I mean, I know that camera angles can be deceptive, but um, I, I'm not entirely sure that that didn't go over the line. It, um, it, I mean, it look, I've not seen it back again, but it, it looks like it's in. It can't it? have done, lads. It, it can't have gone off. It probably, yeah, but it, I mean, it with your, your eye, it looks like I mean, it's hit the goalie's knee, hasn't it? Like, and he's, yeah, but yeah. You know, he's a dodgy keeper I, in, by the way. He's a proper dodgy um, keeper. Do you think so? I thought I thought he was excellent. He was, he was good today, but I just I just think he put a cross in there so many times. The ref gave it to him the, the, the benefit of the doubt. Anything that goes in near him, you put any like I think uh, Brantwaite a couple of times stood him, just stood in front of him, wasn't touching him. And then the referee just says free kick as soon as the ball comes in. I know that often happens with goalkeepers anyway, they always get the benefit of the doubt, but maybe it's just because it was uh, I just felt like he was a bit of a bell end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why, like just because we didn't get one past them. But, but I mean, going back to what you're saying as well about in terms of having having players in that squad, and maybe about freshening it up a bit. I mean, we have seen glimpses from Dan Juma today. If if someone can get in his head and say to him, "Get your head up every now and again and have a look, have a look for one of your teammates when you're in these good positions," then he could be effective for us. But as I say, for me, I, I just think that when he's got this one-track mind and he's so intent on just basically looking out for himself all the time, um, I just think that that's what's lacking with him. And I think that I think the way we're playing as a team and as a unit now, I don't think that, that Dan Juma is the right option to start a game. Um, I just don't think he's got that team mentality in him. Um, and as I say, at the moment, we've got this sort of really tight unit of players who are fighting and working and, and, and trying so hard as a collective, I think bringing someone like Dan Juma in might upset that. Uh, and it, and it, and again, in terms of just the crowd and everything, I just think that when you've got a player like that, if they're on top form and they're banging goals in and, and they're doing these outrageous things, then it's great. But if they're not doing that, they tend to get more frustrated and they tend to take more pot shots and they tend to almost, they're, they're desperate to try and prove themselves so much that it becomes... You know, a detriment to the side, and I just think someone like Jack Harrison, although he may have frustrating periods, 
what you can never question is his work rate and his and and his commitment to that team collectively. Um, so that's my only reservation with Dan Schumer is that I just don't think he offers us that amount of of team ethic, uh, which I think is is a large thing of of what Sean Dyche's teams are based on. But having said that, you know, like you said, we've got such a, a run of fixtures coming up over the festive period. I'm sure we'll see more of Dan Schumer. I'm so I'm sure we'll see more of Gomez and others as well. Um, but we just need to, as I say, we just need to keep that team unity. Um, but I get, again, going back to my, my opinions of today, although we've been beaten um, in terms of scoreline, I, I certainly don't feel defeated. I think the players showed so much character today um, and we can take a lot out of today and, and bring that into the coming fixtures as well. Just the one yeah. thing there, Matt, before you carry on, on, um, on, on the Dan Juma uh, chat we've just been having there, I think... I think wingers like him, you, you get more out of them if you do bring them on from the, the bench because you've got a right back there who was a poro for them and he's up against a completely different player. When you when you swap that, they it must take a long time from a mental point of view for the right back to think, hang on, I've got a completely different type of player here to deal with. And I thought that's why he was he was at his best in, in beating people on that side. Again, like like typical wingers, I think you see so many wings in the game who don't get the end product, but they can they're able to do some ridiculous things at the time. And I think that's that's what we've got in him. Again, similar to Gomez, he's he's not going to start. Well, he hasn't started since we got him in either, has he? I think the only one he did start, he got the only goal he got was Sheffield United away, yeah, wasn't it? Starts a couple, hasn't he? Starts against Fulham at home, and yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, he's I don't know. It's it's that time of year, isn't it? When when you get into January. Now's the time that many games in a row you see injuries all over the place, which you know we've notoriously had uh, many times this past the year. I don't think we're going to go in and get any players given the situation within it. Then he'd be loans. So, you know, these these lads are going to have to be important there. But yeah, um, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think like what we've seen like today is like that if you bring Gomez and Dan Juma on. They're not going to be liabilities necessarily. Like I think, I think like Dice is like you know we, we've seen him and the way he set his teams up and you've got lazy in games and you think all right come on you know make some changes but in the same breaths like well does he trust Dan Juma does he trust player X or player Y like Dan Juma came on against Fulham I think it did pretty well did pretty well again today Gomez obviously came on today really early on was the best player on the pitch and it's like. You know, you can give these lads 20, 30 minutes every now and then. And maybe, like, it, it means that, like, McNeely, who I thought was really struggling today with his... He looked absolutely knackered at times. Like, you know, these players don't have to play 95, 100 minutes every single week, and we might be in a better position. But, but yeah, listen, um, Dan Juma, it's a, he's a funny one. His movement's so good. He seems to find space mm. all the time. Like, and on he's the quick. attack. Or, and he, yeah, he's quick as well. And he's obviously got, like, that, that bustling style. He's quite strong, but... If he just got his head up every now and then, I think, like you know, like you said, Dave, he probably won't be playing for us, to be brutally honest. But, <laughs> um, there's clearly a player in there, and if we can get, you know, there's been talk, hasn't there, about him going back to Villarreal over the last few weeks? But I think he's shown today and against Fulham that if we use him in the right way, there is definitely he can definitely have a positive impact there. But mm-hmm. um, just wanted to finish off by talking about the the officials. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but we should have a penalty in the first half, a hundred percent. It's a, a yeah. blatant share pull on um, Anana. I think you know we had one where Decore pulled one of the Forest players didn't we a few weeks ago, which was you know highlighted by everybody and then slammed as a dreadful decision. I think that one's much more obvious, yeah, and uh, much worse. Uh, the goal we have disallowed. 
think it's probably just a foul, but I don't think it's one which you necessarily needs to go yeah, over to yeah. the VAR. Um, if you're going to interfere with that, you and he's only transferred. That he's sorry, Matt. He's he's only changed his decision because VAR have well, said he yeah. needs to check I mean, this again. They, and like, it's a shit bag. The shit bag thing. When, what our referees do in this country is that more of an obvious wrong decision than the penalty <laughs> in the first half? It, it's not, is it? Um, I don't I know. Actually, we we don't know because that the, the penalty there with Kulisevsky pulls the shirt. I don't. I don't often see them as being given as penalties, even though they are. They are I, I, I just think that one's so bright. Like he has all of his shirt for like five, six seconds, and yeah. it's like it's not just like a little tug on his shirt. It's like it's almost ripping. You can see you can see all of Anana's like vest he's got on, can't you? Because like yeah, the yeah. that, that yeah. far drag. It's, it's the area where the ball's dropping as well. That's yeah, the, that's yeah. the area that, it, that, that the ball was actually aimed for, and he stops Onana's run, and he stops him being able to actually physically jump. No, and but what I'm saying, the point, sorry, Pete, the, the point, the point I'm making about that is, you don't see that as a hundred percent decision by any other. Well, most referees, they'll instantly give that, and you don't see VAR saying, "Come and check this out," because it's it happens far so so many times. It happens like we've seen with fouls and stuff like that, where they happen so often that there's almost like a cliche decision already made for them, and that to me is what pissed me off a hell of a lot more. Because you're right, Matt, it was more of a pen. But to a referee, I think it's completely opposite. I think that he's looked at what happened with Patterson, and he's had some. Obviously, he's had someone in his ear saying, "You need to go and check this again." When that happens, immediately ninety nine percent of the time, they go and say, "Yeah, not that's not Everton. We're not having Everton there scoring that goal. It's a free kick to the Spurs. Let's carry on with the game." But I completely agree. It, it sounds I'm talking a bit weird here, but I agree that that should have been the penalty more so than. Uh, Patterson's foul that wasn't given for us. Was um, it was Gomez, wasn't it, it, won the ball back for us, I think? Sorry? Was yeah, it was Gomez, Gomez yeah. Won the ball? Was it Gomez, yeah? Gomez, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Gomez it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but that, that looks so, so soft. And then the the one you said there, from that, that corner where he's grabbing his shirt, like Pete says, there for so long as well. And like you said, five, six seconds. It's blatant and it wasn't even checked. Mm. Pete, what do you think about I mean... Uh, uh, the Gomez one, it's like it, it. It seems like the classic one of them. Like in real time, I was, I, I had no doubts that he like it was not a foul, and Emerson just gone down very, very softly. And then you, you see it in slow motion, you think, well, it it looks a lot worse than it is because you've slowed it down. You can see like a little yeah. bit of contact, and and he goes. But in real time, I didn't think it was a foul at all. But I, I think that's the thing, though. People tend to forget that football is a contact sport. I think the Tottenham player, the way he goes down, there is no need for him to go down the way he did. So clearly, no, because he knows he's going to get it. That's why. Yeah, and that's it. But that's that's the thing. But I, you see, so-called fouls like that, time and time again, that don't get given, that just don't get given throughout a game of football. Be the referee. The, the thing that gets me the most is, like you said about re-refereeing a game, is that the referee has a clear view of it. The linesman has a has a clear view of it. He's yards away the linesman. He's bang on line with it. Now they've made that decision. Now, what's clear and obvious about that is the referee saying that he hasn't seen any contact. Because I think that I I I can't see how he hasn't seen that there is some kind of contact. Mm. But is it enough to really is it enough for him to go down? Not a chance, not a chance at all. He left his leg where it was because he was waiting for contact. And that for me, it's frustrating. I mean, I can I can looking back at it, if it was if it was the other way around and it was one of our and it and it was a goal against us, then I'd probably say, Yeah, come on, that's a foul. But I just think what 
in terms of what VAR is supposed to be there for, I think the referees made the decision, and I think the linesman's made the decision. And well, the linesman's right. Look, sorry, sorry, the the linesman's looking right at it, isn't he, Pete? Like he's yeah. so close to it, and he sees it in real time. It's it's like one of them where. I think, like I said, I probably think it is like just a foul. Like I'm probably like 55, 45. It's a foul by Gomez. But you know what? What's what's this? What's this for? Like, is, is it is, yeah. is, 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 <laughs> you have to come in and like change every decision like that because that the one in the first half is like that's like ninety ten a penalty in our favour and it, and it doesn't interfere. So it's just dead annoying, isn't it? It is. It is, and that's a, that, and that's the point. It, it's it's how it's how VAR is implemented. And they need it needs to be clarified because we keep hearing this thing about you know VAR is not there to re-referee a game. Well, VAR did re-referee that particular instance, and that that for me is not clear. There's nothing that that the replay showed that you wouldn't have seen in real time. Mm. There may have been you know whether there's contact or you know there, there is clear contact, but I personally don't believe it's enough to go, for the player to go down. When you slow it down, and and like you said before, when you when you slow anything down, everything looks worse, doesn't it? But actually, when you look at the the way Gomez comes running in, this you know the pace of the game, everything else, I don't see how they can say it's a clear and obvious error by the referee, or what they're suggesting is that the referee is absolutely wrong. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I think the referee has seen contact, but but thought it wasn't enough to to make him go down the way he did. Um, I, I think Tottenham got away with one, put it that way. I was just going to say quickly on that. With the officials, the lino doesn't give it. The referee doesn't give it. Why on earth should yeah. that go to VAR? Then you've got you've got two officials there. Neither of them said it was a foul. Why does that go in? Regardless of them banging down his his ear, saying yeah, you need to check this again. You need to check this again. Well, what's why is the lino standing there not going over to him and saying, do you think that was a foul, mate? Before he even goes towards VAR, it's um look, it, it, it's 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 a it's a situation, isn't it? And a conversation that's become. So boring to talk about because it's been that bad, and there's no, there's no way it's ever going to change. Yeah, I'm, I'm more worried about the penalty in the first half. To be honest, like that, that's the more blatant decision. That Do you reckon Onana would have took it? would have taken it. Would have been done, wouldn't it? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Or maybe maybe we've been keen on to take it after the way he struck his on on Tuesday. Tarkovsky pinged his as well, didn't he? <laughs> I don't want to talk about been... Tuesday. It would have annoyed me even more if Anana did take it and slammed it in. I'll be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Giving it loads to our fans, shushing them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So, oh, yeah, frustrated, proud, um, but also sitting here quite looking forward to the City game now as well. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think, Matt, that um, I can't remember myself coming off a game where, where I felt like this. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because... You know, you 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 have more uh, more of a passionate feeling after you've come off with a performance like that. But I, I can't think back. Certainly not for a long, long time when I thought we deserve more than this. I know we've had them games where you know other sides like that Brighton game earlier this season. We played pretty well. Probably deserve three points, and they go and score in the last I, minute. Do you know what they like? We've had, we've had we've had games this season like like people will go to the home games like Luton, um, Fulham, and Wolves. But I think that's like the the most dominant we've been in a game this season, and not yeah. one. Like, yeah. like, like genuinely, I think like eighty percent of that game we were we were the better side. Like we have, we have a, we have a really bad ten minutes. They score a really good goal, then they score a scrappy goal, which we should do better from. And we we wobble a little bit. And like Brennan Johnson has that chance, doesn't he? As well in between those, and, and you're thinking, you know, this this could get out of hand quickly. But apart from that, um, 
you know, were excellent. And the annoying thing about the, the goal Dom scored as well is like it was such a good finish. And like you mm-hmm. think like that would have given him so much more confidence because he's feels like he needs a bit of a goal at the moment. He's he's not quite at it. And like finishing a strike like that and getting us back into the game would have like you know his shoulders would have lifted, wouldn't he? Instead, it's mm-hmm. it's one of them. Most probably thinking, God, you know, this this is typical for the run I'm on at the moment. Yeah, with with him, I am a little bit more concerned. I think that many other people will be. Um, having said that, the opposite side of it is I, I, I'm a lot more comfortable with Beto coming on when he's needed to come on um, and when he's just been put on for the sake of it at times. I think when that, that go-to sub for Dice, I think, is really handy for us now because he looks like he's settled quite a bit. He's, he's a real nuisance, that fella, when he comes on. Um, that, what I, what I don't think would work if you if you had the two of them on at the same time, I just don't think that's going to ever work at all. But with with Dom himself, um, like I said, I think a big part of how we played today was because the core wasn't up there with him, um, nobody else got really that close to him up there either. So it's it's feeding on scraps, isn't it, for, for days like that? But like you say, there that goal would have been huge for him because the finish of it as well was it was just a brilliant finish. Um and you know don't get me wrong I think throughout that game he was he was winning he he, he was had he, he was one winning fifty percent more headers when it was going up to him than the defenders they had and um, like I said there's nobody to really give it to and then he he moves on um it's I reckon as well if he got in his own head after games like that he must be furious uh, not obviously the people in around him but the way in which. He's he's standing there looking for as many many shots like that. It's the type of thing when he scores a goal like that, he wants to turn around so everyone say, "Look what I can do here." Because you look at what happened against Fulham, um, you look at what's happened in, in many de- in many games this season when he doesn't score. People are like, "Nah, he's not good enough. You've got to get rid of him. He's just not good enough. He can't score. Um, he, he just doesn't get involved. Doesn't get into decent positions to finish. He can't finish." You you hear a lot of people saying things about that about that lad, and I do have a lot of sympathy for him. Oh yeah, uh, you look you look like you need a good little drink, you know, mate. Well, well, I am now. People who are watching on YouTube, you see, don't put your cameras on, but I've I've been on the uh, draft machine in my uh, me in law's house here. I was so. going to say to, to certain people, is that just a glass of apple juice? Is it? Look at this like background. I've got like, a nice festive background. <laughs> and you guys, people who are watching on YouTube, thinking, why haven't, why haven't the lads put the cameras on? But is that your whiskey? Smashed, is it? I, I smashed the tree up on the second one in. <laughs> <laughs> Threw it out the window. No, Dave, yeah. that's not whiskey. That is like half a pint. So if it was whiskey, all right, it's okay, fit, fit. Because I know, you, I know you do like your whiskey, don't you? Yeah, um, I'll save that for when we beat City. Hey? Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's leave it there anyway. Uh, yeah. Cheers to Dave. Cheers to Pete. Uh, that'll be our last show, I think, before Christmas. Yeah. So um, we'll have a, the Monday show will be probably the following yeah. Monday. I mean, yeah, I mean, David, you know, I like you a lot, but I'm not going to record on Christmas Day with you, I don't think. I was going to come and knock at yours with a big load of presents as well, mate. I'll just take them back. Yeah. Are you two not joining me for, are you two not joining me for um, a Dwight McNeil Christmas special? Oh, no. No, hang on, hang on, no. hang on, hang on. Can we can we put this to bed now, Pete, please? I feel, like, please. I feel Pete, like you should save if, like, when he, like, scores against City on, on the 27th. Or when he just... plays remotely well, because he was awful today. Yeah, he was crap today, wasn't he, yeah. Look at Pete's silence. Pete's absolute silence. That, <laughs> that 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 shows you that he was poor. He won't even say a word about him yeah. now. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. Uh, tune in on the twenty seventh for Pete's Dwight McNeil sing song yeah. when he when he scores a hat trick against Man City. Yeah, just uh, one more but, thing, Matt. Just one more yeah. one more thing. We've got bags of shows that we've done in the last couple of days. You've got Les's brand new show as well. 
Um, I always forget. I always... Really good. Old, new, borrowed, blue. Yeah. Um, Paddy's on there is absolutely brilliant. I think we've got mine on there next week as well. We've got loads of that cover, mostly on a weekly basis. Um, we've got a chat that me and Warren did as well, which is sort of about the game, but there's plenty of other stuff on it. There's loads of stuff coming up over Christmas as well. So, And also, if you want to um, sign up for our Patreon, it's, um, there maybe is a little bit of an extra present for somebody as well. It's only five in a month. So yeah, um, bag full still coming up. We we're not um we're not taking our time off. We're not taking any work off. Are we, Matt? We still got plenty of stuff coming to the new yeah. year. Yeah, absolutely. Man City on the twenty seventh, as we yeah. said, um, and both for us as well on the Sports Podcast Awards. Um, if you like our stuff, it'll be a huge help. You've got to do it as well, otherwise we'll keep moaning about it, won't we? Yeah. Well, Nana wrote this one from Tuesday. Um, maybe the referee wrote <laughs> this one from today because he was shite, wasn't he? So um, <laughs> she was out well if you're listening. Get on and vote for us. You bastard. Uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back after Manchester City. Cheers listening, Blues. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for listening throughout the year. Happy Christmas. We'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room. Sports Social Podcast Network.